2: This is the Wally and Mathot Show Live. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot.
3: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wally and Mathot Show Live, brought to you by BEI Bonisher Excavating Inc., helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. I'm Brent Wallace. He's the lovely and handsome Mark Mathot, 13-year NHL veteran. Uh, Matt, we're going to get to your Halloween candy stash in just a moment. Uh, There's a huge show going on today. There's so much going on with Matt Murray starting, and now Cole Caulfield being sent down. Lots of stuff breaking at the moment. So I don't even want to waste any more time of us two morons talking. Uh, let's bring in Kyle Bucoskus right away uh, from Sportsnet and from Hockey Night in Canada. Bucky, how are you, sir? How you doing? <laughs> it's it's a it's a small list, uh, so we're happy yeah. to have you. And I and I appreciate that you did your hair. Well,
0: I not, but the thing is, I thought I did last time too. Like, if you go and check the tape, no, you
1: you know, I don't mail it, it in was with fantastic. you. Fantastic. Your hair is always oh. immaculate. And I, I don't know, I feel like I don't know if I said this last time, but I feel like Kyle's got like that Lego man hair, like the perfect hairline, and he just flops yeah. it on when he wakes up in the morning and gets on with his day.
0: Right. You and Ryan Kester both yep. share the the similar opinion on that. <laughs> He's oh, did he say thing. that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. The Lego hair. So anyway, okay. I don't know well, I don't mean that as a how dis- I got it. not a
1: disrespectful but- comment
0: no no i appreciate like i'm hanging on to this damn thing as long as i can here so i I, i'll take it the compliments while i can get it good to see you boys good when i was
3: when i just started in broadcasting like at 1920 they asked me to die at gray at one point to look older and wear glasses and then at the end they were like (laughs) can you (laughs) die yeah no so hang on that's right
0: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say yeah you've run the the full gamut here right yeah you went from one end of the spectrum to the other (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh glad you could stop by because we, we probably have like a two-hour show and i'm going to try and jam this all in and alex is going to probably uh throttle me at the end with changes that are going on but anyway uh first of all halloween last night matt did you have many trick-or-treaters out at the estate do people
1: come up that way and make the, the trek <laughs> we we don't do it here because there's a lot of space between like the properties so you need to like drive from door to door. So we actually go to my, we went to my brother's place at the other end of Manitic, and um, he's got a nice little tighter neighborhood and we were able to really hit a lot of homes and the kids loved it. But I had to, I had to like control the amount they ate because I didn't want two wiry, crazy children going to bed. So they were allowed like, you know, five, six pieces of candy and that was it. We capped it off straight back home, straight to bed. It is one day a year. Can't you just let them have whatever they want? Wally, they don't know any better. So, what's the difference, right? Like for them, the excitement is going door to door, screaming trick or treat, and me having to tell them to say thank you every time. And then finally, when that ended, we got back home, got them undressed, and they, they didn't know any better. But I'm sure that'll catch on, you know, as the years progress. Uh, did you dress up? Yep. I had a, a really, it was a, a bush league costume. I think my mother in law, for whatever reason, decided to buy a, a dead shot costume like a, it's like one of the characters in suicide squad the 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 dc marvel or sorry the dc comic movie i don't know if know you probably have no idea what i'm talking about wally yeah kyle you probably know better <laughs> but will smith played the character in Su- suicide squad so i walked around with yes. that uh, it was kind of a fail i have this i have this hollywood grade predator mask like it's a, all prosthetic and it's really over the top i wore it last year but it scared the shit out of my kids so I just, I didn't do it this, this time around. Uh, Bucky,
3: good. should we talk about your Halloween? Now, first of all, do you get trick or treaters to your ha- the condo
0: unit? No, we haven't. We've been here, I think this is our third Halloween here. We haven't had a one. We had the chocolate ready. So now we have to eat it ourselves, but not one knock on the door here. Okay. So did you okay. just get dressed up for yourself? Yeah. Well, you and see, I was, was working on Saturday. To- yeah, okay. I was working Saturday, on the road Friday, so that was typically the two days when everyone would go out and do their thing. I still wanted to participate, I was inspired, I wanted to have a costume this year, so damn, and I went out and did it, and I, I didn't even have anyone to come to the door to show it off, so anyway, yeah, there's the side <laughs> by side. So, have you watched this show, Mark? Like, do you know what the reference no, is? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't, right. anyway. no. My brother showed this. I think you should leave on Netflix. He showed it to me about a year ago, and yeah, my life hasn't been the same since. So, it's uh, <laughs> I, I had to do something. Ah, look at this, Vic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love the poses. Is that that's is that a so, custom vest from one of your three-piece suits? It is, yeah, and it just happened to be perfect for the character I was going
0: for. So that that All came done. right off the rack, well and then had to go find some right other on. things. <laughs>
3: it is good i will admit i had to go to netflix and watch uh, i think you
0: should leave the sh- series
3: i can i didn't like it but i appreciate what you went to for this halloween costume
0: yeah. See, that that's the thing. Like it's, it's not for everyone. And I'm very hesitant to be like, you have to watch this show because the sense of humor on it is, is quite unique and, and out there. Yeah. And yeah, if I were to bet money, I would have placed it entirely on you not being a fan of that show, uh, knowing you <laughs> like I do, Brent. So that doesn't surprise me. But uh, man, it's it brought me a lot of laughs over the last year where there has not been a lot to laugh about that's fair
3: uh i wish we had a picture of the predator mask meth but we do have one of you dressed up we've scoured the internet to find one picture of you in a halloween costume um (laughs) here we should have made one up but here it is uh alex do you have this ready i think you're the are you a pirate
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh, yeah that was when i was playing with the sends i'm like some weird looking victorian pirate it's it, it's, it's a, it was a disaster, but you know, the guys liked it. They had a good laugh when I showed up. So, uh, yeah, that's at my old house, No, but the old days. Yeah. I mean, that's, special, so I appreciate that. Well, I, I just, I like to avoid, and I like kind of like what Kyle did. I, I like to avoid wearing makeup. I, I find makeup turns into a nightmare when you go to these Halloween parties. So anyway, mm. I can avoid it. That was one way right there. I got that on uh, Merivale, somewhere on Mailville. There's a costume shop there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, so like, I wish I had um, more like time. Like, we, can, we can move on.
3: Yeah, exactly. Say <laughs> I will throw myself under the bus here since I control perhaps how this show goes together. I found the only Halloween pictures I could find of myself, which were taken I think in the late 1800s, uh, with its okay. obviously you flash. Uh, Alex, anytime you'd like to show. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Here I am carving okay, a pumpkin. I'm the smallest of everybody. So I'm the guy in front just overseeing the whole operation because that's how I would operate. So is that a yeah. is that a costume? Like what am I looking at here? Just looks like you guys no, wear the yet. same we're overalls. Just, yeah. We're just I yeah, I didn't know we were twins, but we're just carving the pumpkin, getting ready for our big night. And then we're gonna go to the picture of uh me dressed up here. Oh boy. So <laughs> okay, wait. My mom didn't like my costume so much; she cut off half of me—a corner. <laughs> oh, you're on Which the phone, right? Sorry? Yeah, I'm the smallest one over on the right hand side that you can't see. I'm half of a guy. Uh-huh. So there's one final one I was able to find. By the way, these are highly flammable costumes back in the 1980s. Uh, and finally, Alex, one more. There we go. I'm the small. <laughs> you're like a little Frankenstein. <laughs> I'm the or small something. guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's where you just a cute stick little wally on the top of your window. A cute little wally that I'd love to just <laughs> kick in the back. Jeez. I why do I feel that like costumes were somehow like I mean l- lesser quality in the 80s but way scarier? Yes. They, they absolutely. were they were, Yeah. Like if those like you if you four the- show up at my door last night like I'm not sleeping. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well, there you go. Like I so you just buy a bag, right? You get a mask that's really plasticky and it hurts, and then uh, right. you get that thing you just put over, like a
1: dress. Well, I got a, I got a good question for Kyle here. Kyle, did you guys go out on the weekend? You know, Saturday night? Did you get after it a little bit?
0: No, no, we didn't. We're very, we're not big oh, going out after the man. game Saturday. We're because we're no. like I, the game finishes, and I still got to stick around the rink for a little bit. So by that time, like, I just want yeah, some but, food, and yeah, it's usually okay, the same spot enough. every time for like. Yeah. A couple drinks, food, watch the late game and then it's done. Yeah.
1: You're an old soul.
0: I, well, yeah. And I, I have like, I love the crew that I work with, but it's an older group too. So, I mean, it's not like it's a bunch of guys in their late twenties, ready to raring to go. Well, um, so I just yeah, adapt to my sure surroundings.
1: Enough. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't suggesting that you go out and party with a bunch of college kids. I meant maybe No, you go no I a, know to a Halloween party or something after. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And
0: I honestly, I didn't do it my homework beforehand. Going, you know, trying to find a spot in in Toronto on the weekend. I just worried about the game. So my bad on yeah, that one. I wish I had a better story for you. Oh.
3: Okay. All right. It's all good. All right, we've spent 10 minutes on Halloween. It's time to move on to some actual hockey chatter. Uh, just to remind keep the chat open. There'll be lots of discussion going on in there, including uh, some poll questions we'll want to have you answer. Uh, as always, you can like and subscribe while you're uh, watching it. And furthermore, uh, this is a big month. This is November, and for the Senators, it's their busiest month of the year. The 15 games starts tonight in Chicago. We'll get to that game in a sec. But I want to go back to the last game, and that was in Dallas on Friday. A southern hospitality, if you will, brought to you by Whitewater Shop Whitewater. .ca and get 50% off uh, anything in their online store. Uh, So a big 4-1 win over Dallas, as Math incorrectly predicted. Uh, They snapped Uh their three-game losing streak. It all went well. Like, uh, What are we seeing, Kyle, perhaps from this team? As Brady Kachuk got his first of the season, so did Connor Brown, Mm -hmm. Josh Norris with a pair. Stutzland, Batterson both had two assists like, And then we'll get to Gustafson later too. A big game for a lot of guys on the road here.
0: Yeah, I, I, well, I think you mentioned we'll get to goaltending later, but I mean, that's a big part of it, right? Just giving them a chance <laughs> and he's been good in the two starts that he's made so far. So um, good on him and his effort. And I just think for a team that, you know, wasn't built for the playoffs to start this year and have lost a couple of key guys along the way already to be able to, and going into this year, even if they're fully healthy, I know the staff, the organization was a little worried about where their scoring was going to come from, if they're going to get enough. Um, to this point, it seems like it, it hasn't hurt them, right? Like, it's that top line is, is so fun to watch. I thought, um, was it Norris's second goal? Just that one-touch pass from, from Batherson up top to him in, in the slot. Like, that was beautiful to watch. You know they're just in, in that zone again like they were last year. So, um, for me, for a team that, yeah, undermanned, still a young group that are, are finding ways to, to get enough offense, and the fact that the goaltending is, is keeping them in it and giving them a chance to, to do that at the other end, um, it's it's pretty positive right now, and to put an end to a losing streak on on the road, there. Um, I mean, it's a pretty good pretty good start for them. I know, Mark. I think you talked about um, you know getting s- two out of the three wins here on this trip. I mean, try to get one here tonight in Chicago, and then get greedy from there.
1: Yeah, I agree, and that's that, and I'll admit, I had I had Dallas. I don't know why. I, I just expected more from them, and I was really unimpressed with them when they came into town. Even more so with the other night. I mean, especially at home, I thought they'd have a little more juice. But Ottawa was great, like you mentioned, and and Gustin was awesome too. But you're right. If they can – even even if they get tonight's win, perhaps forfeit one tomorrow night against Minnesota because it'll be on a back-to-back. And quite frankly, those are those can be very difficult. Minnesota's rolling. I just – you win tonight's game. I still think tonight's a bit of a trap game. I, I It concerns me a little because this team hasn't won yet. But – but if you can look past that and they can get that win, two out of three on the road is huge. That's always the saying in a locker room when the coaches are talking prior to a road trip, you try to finish above 500, you come back home, and that's considered a success. So they can get that win tonight. I think they'll it'll be a huge advantage to them, right? Like they'll be able to go into tomorrow night in Minnesota, play a little more free, a little looser, and hopefully that'll work to their advantage. But I was thinking okay, about but- this this morning. Sorry, I was just going to ask
0: um, – I wanted to get Mark's thought on this like as a player knowing that Chicago one of the two teams that haven't won yet this year like I wonder if that almost keeps you on the toes a little bit more going in going guys like we don't want to be the team that actually does lose to them going in like I wonder if that counts for anything.
1: For sure no you're bang on Kyle because you don't want to be that team right you don't want to be the team to give them their first win they're struggling we don't have to talk about everything else obviously that's happening off the ice right now but that, that organization at the moment is in trouble, right? And, and then if you're just focused on the on-ice play, I mean, you don't want to be the team to give up, you know, that first win to the to, to the Blackhawks. So I think for them, you're right. It holds you accountable. It almost feels like it's a must-win, right? Like I said, you don't want to be embarrassed. So I do agree with you there. It works to their advantage. They're not doing a pregame skate this morning. You guys know how I feel about those. They're going to be fresh. <laughs> the boys are going to be rolling tonight, okay? So And if they win that'll absolve them tomorrow morning. And this was always something that we dealt with as players. When a coach would throw you a bone and you'd have that morning off, you absolutely had to play well that night because you're just you're just opening the floodgates to to you know more arguments with regards to whether or not you should have that pregame skate or not. So you they play well tonight and they get that win, you can bank on this happening a little more often. So I'm I'm hoping for their sake. I'm praying for them that they can win tonight. <laughs> Okay, but here's the th-
3: okay. So I want to go back to then the player mentality, and that is you look at this game as you should win it before you take to the ice. And we've seen an awful lot of times teams go in and they play a little lax, go yeah. a little soft because they. So there's one side of you don't want to get embarrassed by allowing them their first win, but the other side of human yeah. nature says we're just going to have to take it. We'll take it easy and we'll still get this victory. So how do you play that side of things?
1: Uh, well, I hate stepping over Kyle; he's our guest, but. Um... I'm looking at this team, Wally. Like, if you I would understand this if you had a team underperforming and you know they still had the personnel, but this team doesn't have the personnel. They they just don't. Like, I'm I was looking, you know, because I haven't been following Chicago that much. I know they're not playing very well, but I'm thinking, like, what's the issue here? And I'm looking down their lineup, there's no depth. So when I look at their lineup right now, this this doesn't surprise me. I, I think they should have at least one or two wins, perhaps. But I mean, some of their guys, I mean, man, they're not getting any point production whatsoever. They're not scoring any goals. Um, You know, I I like, I don't mind their top four on defense. They've got Calvin DeHaan playing with Seth Jones. Shout out to Calvin DeHaan, a good carp lad. And and then, of course, you've got Gustafson and Connor Murphy. I like Connor Murphy. He's a good stay-at-home defenseman. Their top four is not bad. They're just really thin up front. And and that's going to be a big problem for them moving forward, probably for the rest of the year. And I don't know how you fix that. They are a little banged up. They're missing like that. Kyra, That's a that's a role player, kind of like an Austin Watson type guy. Uh, Patrick Kane, obviously. Tyler Johnson. Like they they are depleted a little bit up front. But even then, I mean, they're still underperforming big time, and they're not getting any production from their top two lines. I, th- I, uh... I think they get Kane back tonight, don't they? No, it's... I saw that too. Yeah. Are you sure? Well, I saw he's, he's, he's off protocol. I'm not sure. I, I just plan.
0: He's... he's off protocol, though. He skated today. Yeah. Okay. But I don't... Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. Well, he might be, and then I don't know. I I didn't think he was, but I could be wrong. You guys would know.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> just think you know for. Sorry. Yeah, I was in I was in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago for that uh, Penguins Leafs game where the Penguins had all those guys out right: Crosby, Malkin, Carter, Latang, Rust, all of them, and they blew the doors off Toronto. And Mike yep. Sullivan making the point before the game, like, you know, his message to the group then was. You know, Everyone here has to make a positive impact tonight because there's no one, there's no stars that you can defer to. And I just wonder if that's part of Ottawa's mentality for the time being here. Because yes, they have some good young players, but it's not like they've got 100-point guys on the roster or Art Ross or nope. Conn Smythe Trophy winners on the roster yet. So I just wonder for a game like tonight, like I just don't know if they can afford to be in that hey we're okay this team's not very good that we're playing here yeah. tonight type of mentality yet like i'm just i'm not sure they've they've earned that right yet and it, you can tell by from the day first day of training camp onwards the the mindset from the coaching and the messaging from from there right on outwards uh, has just been been different right they've they've attacked every day and and so far even though they haven't won every game like they haven't um there hasn't been any any nights where the wheels have completely fallen off you know fair the Washington game, but at least they had the offense going too.
1: Yeah, no, those are unbelievable points. And I think even more so it's relevant to Ottawa, right? You look at their lineup and you, you may, you nailed it right there. They don't really have, I shouldn't say they don't have star power. They obviously have some really bright stars that will emerge as stars. I'm sure over the next year or two, but, but I agree that this is a team that's going to have to win by committee most of the season, right? Like they, they can't, as a third-line guy, as a fourth-line player, any role player on the team, you can't just mail it in and assume that your top guys are going to score every single night. I think this team knows that, which is great. And I think that's sort of that little philosophy that DJ Smith has sort of implemented into this lineup, into this organization since he's been here. It's it's that you have to work. And if you're not going to work, you're not going to play. And I think when you look across the board at some of these guys and some of the – and and we, we can't gloss over the experience, like – a guy like Nick Paul, you know, like he's like the year he has last year. Then he goes to the Worlds, gets a ton of more experience and confidence playing mm-hmm. with all these other players. Now he's ready. He's ready to rock. Same with Connor Brown. He comes in. He's also a new player over the last couple seasons. Like this team is 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 always evolving. But but I agree that you know, aside from maybe some guys lacking in points a little, we know Tim Stutzler has been struggling to get on the board a lot, and but he's still. I think he's knocking on it. But I I do agree that if if you can figure out that decor and they can get a little more consistency out of those bottom pairings, I mean I'm starting to think more and more this team's got a legitimate chance. I've been writing them off how many times now, Wally? Where I keep predicting and they prove me wrong every other night. So they're starting to look really good. And even like even the new fella, and I apologize if I, I mispronounce his name. At like Gambrel, is that how you say his name? Yeah, Gambrel. Yeah, like he was seven for nine on draws the other night. Like he's a good, pretty good player. So. They get a little depth there on that fourth line. So a prime example where you don't really have a liability on that fourth line. You can roll all four tonight, hopefully, and and take advantage of that. And that's important leading into the next night, right? So if you can roll your four lines, you're not overdoing it with ice time with some of your top boys, and then they go into the next game on the following back-to-back, and they're just gassed. You roll them tonight. You try to play a good, strong game. You stay out of the box. Don't play on your heels and they're going to be okay. That's that's the way I'm looking at it right now. The way this team is built, you can just roll through them right now. And When you're playing against a team like Chicago, you have to take advantage. Uh, Matt, I have
3: a question for you from the chat. Uh, I want to know, has your opinion of Josh Brown changed at all? People seem to think that he is struggling of late. Yeah. Are you uh,
1: wavering a little? No, I mean, yes and no. I hate giving you a vague answer like that. I just... The last couple games, um, you know, there's been some giveaways and some little miscues here and there. Um, I I I really liked his start. I really liked his training camp. Um, but you have to you have to earn your, your way into the lineup, right? And and you have you can't once you do get into that lineup, you've got to keep playing strong. Otherwise, you know, you're opening the door for anybody else behind you. In this case, with with Michael Delzado waiting in the rafters to to jump into the lineup. So I would like to see him just keep his game simple, not try to do too much. Uh, I'm trying to remember the game it was where he had that brutal giveaway behind uh, his own net. I don't know if it was San Jose Washington. or... Washington, that's right. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. And and it's like, that was just him trying to do a little too much, right? He tried to do a little toe drag to get around. I love the idea there. and But, I mean, a player like that, if he just stays within himself, uses his range and his big body and keeps guys to the outside, he's going to be fine. And he has to play tough. And he has to finish his checks. And he's got to be good on the PK. But you also, when you're that kind of player, you absolutely cannot afford to be a liability with the puck five on five. Otherwise, the coaches will lose all um, confidence in you and you're not going to play. So my current stance on where his game is at is it's game to game. I think you give him another shot tonight, perhaps even tomorrow, and you see where he's at. And If he struggles, then there's no question you can take him out and you've made the right call. And I, I don't want to give up on him just yet, but I think – you know, if Mete can can play fairly strong and do all the puck moving for the most part and Brown just stays within himself, he'll be just fine. But I agree with the people. There are concerns. I've got concerns. I'm wincing every now and then when I'm seeing him kind of fumble the puck. But I think that's also a confidence thing. He just needs to get a couple of decent games under his belt and he'll be okay.
3: Uh, no lineup changes up front, or at least as the skater group, I should say. But we will see Matt Murray take to the net tonight. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Is this the time to put him in, or do you, after as you talked about Philip Gustason early, 38 saves in uh, Dallas, he has played extremely well. Just for people know, uh, Philip Gustason as a starter in his NHL career, seven one and one, nine forty one save percentage, and a buck ninety nine goals against. He has been outstanding. I guess you, I mean, you have to get Matt Murray in the net. Obviously, he's your number one guy. Yeah. Is it tonight or is it tomorrow night? I guess is it tonight against the team that hasn't won a hockey game?
0: seems to make sense to me um keeping in mind of course how good Gustafson was in in Dallas only because they've been in Chicago for a few days now mentioned they're a team that hasn't won yet um and just the fact that he can play in front of a, a fresher group uh here tonight it seems like it sets him up for the best uh best possibility for success here right rather than you know having to travel after the game and then Go through uh, you know a bit of a, a different game day routine, uh, second half of a back to back. Like tonight, just just makes sense, and then give Gustafson against a, a better team in, in Minnesota against Tuesday. So um, I, I'm not surprised by the move. Um, good to see that that he's healthy again. I mean, it's only been five periods that he's played so far this year, but at least he's looked good in that small sample size. So let's see if he can keep it rolling.
3: Uh- do you like the move? Are you okay with it, Beth, or do you just keep rolling with Philip Gustafson?
1: I, I'm agreeing with Kyle. I w- I want to disagree with one of you guys right now, just to get get some heated arguments <laughs> going. But, but in this in this case, though, like, I I, I love I love the uh, the idea behind it. You get him against a depleted lineup tonight. Try to get his confidence going. They they need Matt Murray to get going here, like, <laughs> and they need him to stay healthy. Now that's separate from right. obviously the, what the coaches have control over. Of course, that's personal you have to prepare yourself for it but like these injuries i mean i'd love to see them come to an end but forgetting about that it gives them an opportunity to gain a little confidence but these games can also destroy your confidence like i said chicago's a sleeper right now and this is still a trap game i'm going to keep saying this because this could go easily two ways right and and so but i think yeah. in theory when you look at the lineup you look at the numbers this is the game to put them in no question there and then you've got gustus in the you know waiting in the weeds for the, the much better. Uh, Minnesota team on the back to back for the Ottawa Senators. So I agree with the move. I think DJ's making the right play.
3: And okay, two, so like. I'm going
1: to put up a, sorry, a board. No, no, that's okay. Go ahead, uh, Kyle. I'll stop. I want to hear Kyle. What, what were you going to say there? No, Kyle? no.
0: I, I just thought, like, because it's not like it's a case where he's coming off a stretch where he's lost his last five and given up four every game. Yeah. Like, it's just about him getting healthy again. So, um, yeah. you know, regardless of the opponent, I think, I, I wonder if it's almost more so the fact that, again, that they're. Haven't traveled the last few days. Like it just sets up nicely, a fresh yeah. team in front of them, um, and then give yeah. Philip tomorrow.
3: And, Agreed. And before we get all down on Matt Murray, he is over two, but his numbers are nine thirty six save percentage and a dollar sixty goals against average this season. Like he's got very yeah. good numbers. The question I'm, is, if you show the board, Alex, of the three goalies uh, since the beginning of last season, <laughs> has your opinion changed to who should be number one in goal? Uh, Philip Gustafson's numbers are outstanding. I I will point out that even strength save percentage, uh, Gustafson is a 939 and Matt Murray is a 905 while Forsberg's a 901. So uh, while we, again, we are hard on Matt Murray, he's very good. He does have some pretty good numbers that support his play and certainly of late. So would you, so I guess the question is then, do we go Murray Gustafson as your one, two
0: for the rest of the season? Yeah, probably at, at this juncture, assuming Murray's healthy. Um, I mean, DJ's made it quite clear like the best goalie's going to play. Like, after going through what you went through last year, where it killed you the first month of the year, um, now you're actually seeing some much better results. Gustafson hasn't really shown any reason to not have trust in him. Um, I don't know, like, I guess there's the risk of then do you waive Forsberg and you risk losing him. And knowing the injury history with Matt Murray, you want to keep him around. Maybe that uh, impacts the decision there in terms of what the organization does. But, um, like, if Gustafson keeps playing the way he is, I just think he's going to force DJ's hand to play him more because he's given them the best chance to win. Like, you just, you look at the numbers right there and his results so far, small sample size, again, we know. But it's clear that uh, over the last little while, they've had the best chance to, to win when he's in goal, right? He's got two of their first three wins so far this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and to add to that, you got to think, you have to think about the psychological effect involved with the rest of the team playing in front of him, right? So Matt Murray might have some decent underlying numbers, but sometimes it's a little deeper than that. And that, you know, when you're a player and you're out there and you know that, you know, you've got a bit of an unpredictable guy between the pipes at the moment. It's a little shaky. He was injured. Then when he was playing he may, might let in the odd soft goal but he'll follow that up with a couple really big saves that can kind of play tricks with the confidence of the group and it can affect your play so we'll look out for that as well tonight i'm wondering how they're going to look in their own end around him but um again mm-hmm. there's no excuses right at this point matt murray's a veteran he's won some cups like this should be this should be routine for him coming back off an injury so we'll see how he does i am hoping for the best for him it's in the best interest of the team that he does well. But when you look at Forsberg, like the next tandem behind Matt Murray with Forsberg and Gustafson, like, you know, you got Gustafson. He plays a couple really good games. He's looking really strong. But then what? You know, like if he does he does he throw a few games off and then doesn't look really himself? And then the the conversation comes back to square one where we've come full circle and now it's Forsberg who we believe we should be supporting and not you know not Matt. So this is a really difficult (laughs) position for the team to be in, right? This is not like it's a good problem to a degree because they've got three capable goaltenders but choosing the right two is going to be a challenge obviously as Kyle mentioned in this juncture right now Gustafson's the man to have I just I don't want to prematurely make that call because it's too early quite frankly you got to see him I want to see him play consistent you know and and, and have some really good outings for like 20 games before I can Mm. make up my mind on this that's fair
3: um And interesting to point out, I don't know what it matters or it means, but uh, Marc-Andre Fleury will be in goal at the other end. It'll be the two former teammates who used to be in Pittsburgh together uh, battling it out tonight in Chicago to see who can come out with the victory. I'm going to give you some notes before you make your final predictions and bets over at sportsinteraction.com slash volume of thought. They are Canada's odds makers, but the Sens obviously are the odds on favorite to win tonight. The Sens have not won in Chicago. I'm uh, sorry, they've only got one win in Chicago the last 20 years. Uh, one, six, and three. What? There's three, seven, and five uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks in the last 15 games. And they're, oh, three, and three in the last six meetings. So I'm interested Wally, if any of that stuff changes how you When, predict when was the win?
1: Game. When was the win, Wally?
3: Uh, they a, it was a couple of games ago, I want to say. Okay. So, like in so, recent history. Yeah, like probably, well, assuming the sense changed the entire lineup. It's probably nobody except one guy that's still on the roster, like Thomas Shabbat.
1: Nick okay, Paul would have been right. on the oh, roster for sure. I'm yeah. wondering if I was playing at the time. That's essentially what I was oh. getting at. But I have such a shit memory yeah. when it comes to like my, my career. I can't even answer it.
3: Okay, I'm going to look it up while I'm messing around.
1: So um, you. do uh, you
3: guys you. change your predictions while you uh, know the
0: numbers? Uh, no, no. Cause I don't like, what is the, all those, what does that history matter to Drake Batherson or Josh Norris or Matt Murray, who's never, who's playing there for the first time as a member of the Sens. Um, like for so many of those guys, like that's all, they weren't part of it when that was, that was going on different Chicago team too. Like that stuff that, that yeah. doesn't bother me. I feel it's, it's all about the the here and now.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You okay. nailed it. I mean, you've got so many new, so many new bodies. It's not even this. it's not the Ottawa senators anymore. It's a new team. Right. So, Right. I agree. Mark, what was it like playing at United Center, like the first
0: time ever? I
1: think for oh a number God, of these guys, they had... they're going
0: through that tonight.
1: Yeah, it was wild. Well, and and that's going to be, that's the unfortunate thing right now. Because when I was there, they were sold out all the time, right? Like we all right. knew the type of team they had years back. And and now they've obviously broken their, their sellout streak. But that's not exclusive to Chicago. That's around the NHL. So I'm not going to make any assumptions there. It's not just performance-based. It's COVID-based, I'm sure. But what an incredible experience like the, that national anthem kyle you and B- wally obviously know all about that um and I, what's his name uh the 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 anthem singer there um oh god he's got that rene corneelson jim Cornelson. Sort of, jim Cornelson. and 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 so the whole crowd is clapping and i'm sure they've got supplemented sound over the uh this the stereo but there's a lot of noise throughout the entire anthem which is very unique from the rest of the nhl everyone's clapping and everyone's sort of singing along, and then all of a sudden, when he gets to the flag, was still there. He kind of has like a gesture with his hand where he points up to the flag, and everyone really starts clapping loud. And um, you just you get goosebumps. And um, you know that that, and then with Chelsea Dagger, their win their goal song, which <laughs> has created a complex in my head, obviously, because we used to get shelled there when I played with the Columbus Blue Jackets. We were in that division, and we were lucky if we got out of there, you know, with less than five goals scored against. So I don't, I don't really, I, I don't reminisce too much on those days, but from an Ottawa Senator standpoint, it was a little bit more fair. We were able to compete a little bit better with them, but I can't stress this enough. You make a really good point there, Kyle. Such a cool experience, such a fantastic place to play. And if people get the chance to ever watch a game there or go to Chicago, I encourage them, go to the United Center and watch the Blackhawks play.
3: I uh, We did the 2010 Stanley Cup final there, and I and oh. people always get mad about how you dress. Wearing a if you cover the Leafs and you wear a blue suit, sends Leafs game. They used to think, "Oh, you're dressed <laughs> up for your Toronto Maple Leaf guy." Anyway, I had an orange right. tie on, and at the end of the game, some fan just came after me and was like, "Go back to Philadelphia, you fucker!" And I was like, "Dude, I just it's just an orange tie, like, chill, right?" And people oh, get I bound, so yeah, Chicago oh, yeah. gets pretty excited about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of dress codes. Are you uh are you okay with the uh, and Kyle? You're obviously a very well manicured fella. Uh, the way the NHL may be relaxing dress codes for certain teams, and we all saw the the nonsense I think that happened with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and people made it a big deal. But do you like or do you care what the pregame wardrobe is for players? Do
0: you want me to start?
1: Yeah, you yeah. go ahead, Kyle. Uh,
0: okay, all right. Well, I I mean I. Didn't play. I played growing up where suit and tie was was commonplace. Didn't mind doing it then. If that were to remain for certain teams to have that in place, don't mind. For those that are going relaxed, go for it. Uh, Detroit Red Wings, for example, they were in Toronto on the weekend. I saw them there. So they have a new, a new code. When they're at home, they're suit and tie. On the road, they've got like team-issued black track suits that they wear that look very comfortable. That's the one thing I always thought about. I mean, that's got to suck for a player you play for – two and a half hours, you're sweaty, you shower, you get the suit back on again, and then you got to get on a plane and fly for two hours. That doesn't seem very comfortable. So for those that are relaxing, at least on the road, um, I imagine that's probably a little bit of a better feeling. All this stuff, uh, tradition, not. I'm not big on it. Like I, Whatever you want to do, whatever, um, in terms of what you want your vision and 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 culture, and identity of your group to be, um, if it means suit and tie all the time, great, if not, no problem. Ultimately, it, it what yeah. it's what happens on the ice that, that will determine if, if you're a team that's uh, respected or, or not.
1: <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree. And, and I know I made some comments. I don't know if I made comments on this the other day on Twitter or not, but I, I forget now. But uh, I always get the odd fan ask me about that. And I share the same sentiment. Like I love wearing suits. Like for home games, I'm all about it. I like looking professional. I like how I feel in it. Um, but I also think you should sort of have a choice, you know, like I think, I think players like being able to express themselves is a cool thing. And it's a cool thing to have, especially in, in light of today's kind of landscape with social media. And you see, you know, the, the organization's uh, Twitter accounts or Instagram accounts, posting pictures of players walking in, you always see it with the NBA guys and it's, it's cool. It's cool to see how they're dressed mm-hmm. and it creates more talking points and all that stuff. But my issue comes as Kyle, you just sort of mentioned, so I'm going to pair it a little bit, but. My issue comes when you're on the road and you're in Arizona and it's on a Tuesday <laughs> and it's, you know, you're going to pregame skate in the morning in the desert. Nobody is around except and i made this in a tweet where maybe the arena attendants, you know, the people working at the hotel, um, you're not really seeing anybody. There's no media, there's no fans. And teams, you know, of course we have a dress code and I'm not blaming general managers. This is just tradition. And it's hard to break tradition as we all know. But, where's the common sense there? You know what I mean? And then you skate some guys like myself would sweat profusely like crazy. And you know, people like I got one guy message me, well, don't you shower after I'm like, yes, but I haven't cooled down yet. So even after my shower, (laughs) I'm still leaking. Like I've run a marathon. Right. And then I put my, my nice, like, you know, you're on the road. So you only have maybe two or three dress shirts. I'm throwing my dress shirt on. I might, I might as well burn it after I get to the hotel. And it's like, (laughs) for what, like, why am I doing this? So, I feel like there needs to be a little more wiggle room and, and and another guy well that's a first world problem am i not allowed to complain about stuff that are happening in my line yes, of work you are. without standing without sounding like a prima donna like am i not allowed to make comments no. so that was just an <laughs> idiotic take by that donkey but in any case so <laughs> you're wowed you should be able to wear a suit if you want to wear a suit you should be able to not have to wear a suit if you don't want to wear one obviously when you're not wearing a suit, you're not going to dress like a slob and come to the rink in Lululemon or dress pants or, or excuse me, in sweatpants. You're going to look appropriate. So I think it's got to be discretionary a little bit. And again, obviously a passionate topic for me that I'm probably putting too much weight into, but that's how I feel.
0: It's uh, it's like Kramer. It's like Kramer, Seinfeld, right? Shower didn't take. hair is still damp and greasy. Oh, that's a but great when, reference. when my because i was i think probably before i was more traditional yeah suit and tie all the time but i remember a couple of years ago when i think uh the leafs again were playing in ottawa on a saturday and so they would stay yep. at the brook street so it's what like a seven minute bus ride over and then they come walking yep. in and i remember just seeing like ron hainsey walking in, he had the toucan had a suit and like he hadn't even gotten through the doorway into like their little change area. And like, he's already pulling
1: the tie off. And I just thought like,
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like what, what was the point of that? Like for exactly. 20 minutes of transport, like what's the point of having to dress up? So anyway,
1: exactly. I think if you're the it's, home team, there's an argument, there's an argument to be made there because you're sure. around a lot of people and you're meeting with people after games and you want to look professional. But I think as a home, a road mm-hmm. team coming in, like I think you could, there should be a little more wiggle room there, but again, hot topic. Apparently, and i'm sure people can counter to these points very easily but i think i I agree with you kyle like what's the point in going from the brook street hotel in the middle of january into your bus into the rink nobody sees you and you're already yanking your tie off in the hallway you know what i mean it's like no common sense involved there i i think there should be a
3: mandate of perhaps like a leisure suit like a 70s velour casual comfy (laughs) suit like a sweatpants suit Then you're in like a purple. You're
1: then you're set. Everybody has to wear the same one. Well, the the worst the worst is in the American (laughs) League. So when you're busing for like three hours to play a road game, and some teams are good. Like when I played in Syracuse, we wore track suits. Smartest thing ever. Because you do look uniform at least. And it's comfortable, right? Because everyone's kind of lounging on the bus and you're laying down like you can't wear a suit. And, and and but but there are some teams that do wear suits and like to me that's criminal like you can't like you can't justify that <laughs> especially at the american league level like you're barely making right. any uh, money in most cases for most players right and you're wearing some dirty yeah. old marshall's suit or i don't know what the equivalent of that would be up here maybe <laughs> a winter suit or something off the rack right. like you'd look better your pants are likely going to be more tapered in a track suit than some of those bush league suits <laughs> you can buy at those discount stores yeah tj max uh, all right well <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll move on before we get in trouble uh speaking of dress
3: code uh, neville gallimore in dallas on friday night uh, uh he goes right he's wearing he's going to his first NHL game he's from ottawa just for so people don't know plays for the dallas cowboys he's from ottawa so he goes in wearing his Sens jersey all nice and proud well obviously like any good team the dallas uh dallas stars found out about this took down uh jersey to give him now it looked awkward. My question is, Meth, what do you do
1: if that's you at the game? Oh, that's hard because you're playing in Dallas now, right? Yeah, I, I think I'll be honest with you. I thought he handled it perfectly because he gave love to the Ottawa Senators. He was rocking the Sens jersey. That establishes yep. that we know that he's a fan. And then, of course, you know you're playing in Dallas. Naturally, they're going to see you in the stands. They're going to bring you one like they did, and he puts it on. I know she with it. He appeases both fan bases and looks like a good guy. And he looked like he was enjoying himself, having a good time. He was animated with the fans. He was taking pics. Just seemed like a really good dude. So um, I'm a huge fan now.
3: Yeah, I'm excited for him. I, I, and I do, he did take it off after, which made me even chuckle some more. Like, I just appreciate the fact he's like, you know what? I'm still cheering for my hometown team, no matter how many jerseys you give me at the moment. Yeah, sure.
0: Right. I wonder if it was three nothing Dallas after one. Like I wonder if his reaction would have been a little different. But good on <laughs> him for for sticking with his hometown yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, I'll, true, I'll just keep that true. jersey on. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. now here's my
3: question, uh, Kyle. Did you like the Dallas jerseys on the ice that night?
0: I, I kind of did. Like they just they looked sharp. They stood out. I don't know. I mean, Dallas or Matthew, you'd have a better uh, opinion on this, given you played for that organization. I mean. They like, they've had some ones over the years where I went, ah, no, thank you. Uh, like I think about the one, like the Mike Medano era towards the end of yes. the bowl with the red trim like, against them. Never yeah. again.
3: Uh, um, yeah, it wasn't a good one. I agree. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I don't mind like the kind of the, the color rush, like the NFL did that a couple years ago, right? The Thursday nighters, they always had those kind of color rush type jerseys. It reminds me of that. Um, yeah. yeah, they, they look sharp on TV and I saw like Chris Moore with the Sen said they look great in person.
1: I didn't mind them. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I'm a huge fan of them too. I think they're sharp and I love the color scheme. It reminds me of the movie Tron. I'm just, I'm a huge sci-fi guy. I'm a fan of their jerseys. I didn't like it.
2: Okay. Yeah, well, of course he didn't.
1: Yeah. Well, Wally, <laughs> what, what should they be wearing? Like tuxedos? Do you want them to wear a tux on the
3: ice? Right. A tuxedo has nothing to do with a jersey to another jersey. We're, we're just, comp- I just didn't like it. I It was too dark to me. Or, there's just something about it I didn't
1: like.
0: I what just are you talking about? They had like picture.
1: highlighter green on them. How are they too dark? <laughs> they, were wearing, they were wearing like rave glow sticks all over their jerseys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too dark. It. Yeah. Oh, come on. Okay. We're just fine. It's No.
3: I, I'm allowed to decide if I like the jersey or not. I would not. I know.
1: I know. And I that's know, fair. The and there, that were there,
3: piece, I started there were people to like being it, critical I was like, of no. them. It's
0: like a neon sign. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, there's, exactly. Exactly. Anyway.
3: I appreciate them stepping outside the box though, because they spend, people get way too excited about how a jersey looks and they're like, how can you do that? You know what? Have a little fun. Yeah. I- um, <laughs> okay. So uh, lots of, still to continue with this show as we uh, fumble our way around through here. Just a reminder that uh, the show is brought to you by BEI Bonisher Excavating Inc. Go to bonisherexcavating.com um, I, Math, I meant to ask you this off the top, just as Kyle came on. I have a, this is going to go in the chat question, but I have one for you as well. Um, okay, who has the best salad, Eastside Mario's Olive Garden
1: or Kyle Bukaskis? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, Kyle's got the best salad. I mean, I, I'd love to chirp the guy, but his hair is immaculate. So, and no. Eastside Mario's salads are just an absolute disaster. So, I'm gonna go. I like Olive Garden, <laughs> but Olive Garden's got an edge only because we used to go there for pregame meals. I look back now and I just shake my head like, what was I thinking? We'd just pound those breadsticks with the Alfredo sauce that would come in like one of those boat casserole plates. And you'd just douse, like, and that's for a pregame meal, like with a bowl of pasta. Anyway, I'm off topic here. Kyle's hair reigns over all those salads. No question. I aspire to Kyle and his hair. No, Mark, you're being too
0: kind, but mine doesn't come with the all-you-can-eat breadsticks. That was going to be my point. So (laughs) you have to take that into consideration. This is all you get. There's no, there's no add-ons it's nothing right. on the side here.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't
3: know how to, go. I don't know where I should go from there. I yeah. Up. Where do we I go, go from here now, now mess, Wally? We're talking about salads. Uh, <laughs> uh, can we go back to goaltending for a minute? Cause I didn't ask one question and that is what happens if Matt Murray struggles tonight? Is there a goaltending issue all? Oh,
1: I don't want to touch that. Kyle, you go there, please. <laughs> I think he just he just needs to get
0: through the game, Mark. I, uh, guys, like I think you know this is a guy that again has only played five periods uh, so far this year. So um, yeah, health wise, we'll I think that's that's the first thing, and then figure out if he's able to get into some sort of rhythm. I, I haven't seen anything in terms of his play through training camp, preseason to his little bit of action in the regular season that suggests uh, we're going to see something similar to last year, which is encouraging. I think guys just got to get healthy first then we'll we'll talk about it
1: yeah i agree and 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 we were making jokes earlier about the whole goalie situation but i i I do like the way he was playing like think the most recent sample size i can think of obviously is the rangers game and i was there he looked so good you know like he he was composed he wasn't panicking like uh, uh, a a big contrast from last season so i'm with you i think we do it like I'm sick of saying we have to be patient. I want to get that out of my vocabulary. I think with him pressure's on, there's no question, and he has to he has to deliver, he has to perform. He's got the big contract and he's here. He came in here to to be the number one guy and that's what comes with it, right? If you're not going to perform, you're open to scrutiny. So, I agree, he's got to get healthy. Assuming he is healthy and he's in there tonight, which he is, he's got to play well. And I'm sure I'm sure we'll see a good outing from him and it, a lot of that also comes down to the players in front of him if they can support him properly. He gets a couple shots under his belt early, starts feeling it, he'll be okay. But I think my I think the, the the point I'm trying to make here is that the pressure is absolutely on Matt Murray, whether you like to admit it or not. And at this point, it's how he handles that. Uh Kyle, before I forget, another
3: topic, uh, and that is goaltending with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I only mean in the emergency backup type e bug situation, because you've covered uh, in Carolina and then with David Ayers, and then you were the other night, uh, in Toronto, um, and now I can't remember the, the gentleman's name. Uh, I, Alex I just, Bishop. were you hoping that, Alex yeah, Bishop, Bishop, that's where it was. I kept, Clark was in my head and I couldn't get anyway. <laughs> um, did, were you hoping that they would, you, he would make it into the game?
0: Uh, I will, then you're kind of wishing ill will on Jack Campbell, which I would never do. Right. Um, we were talking about, you know, what are the chances? Like, how big of a lead would Toronto have to build up for Sheldon Keith to throw him in for like the last minute and a half of the third period, right? Just to just to give him the yeah. the, the bright lights for a little moment there. So, um, no, I, I never thought of it that way because, yeah, you don't want to see. Uh, somebody go down that will result in that uh, that situation, but um, yeah, I was uh, incredibly fortunate to be in the building the night of the the David Ayers game. That was a, a once in a lifetime uh, scenario, so I figured, um, what are the odds of that happening twice? Uh, so I, I wasn't think, giving it uh, too much thought, but it was a great great story. Like his parents <laughs> and sister were in the the building there, and um, you could tell he yeah. spoke to the media afterwards. And just uh, a night that he never clearly thought was was going to happen. I mean, he had a pretty decent major junior career, but I think he was at the point where, you know, his, his dreams of making the NHL was kind of sailing. So to get a night like that, I thought that was, was really, really neat. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm all for those feel good stories. I think they're, they just, whether it's a movie or not, but they just turn into these great things that have always happened. You think (laughs) of David Ayers, everybody now talks about David Ayers, uh, and what that must mean for him. Just, just for that moment. Like I, we're all that guy for a moment, right. Of man, if we could just get called in for one moment just to sit on the bench. I would do anything, right? There's also a bad Tony Danza movie, but a Philadelphia Eagle garbage, he's a garbage man and ends up being a kicker for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a bad movie, but it's the same idea.
0: Anyway. Well, remember those like a long time ago, uh, those series of MasterCard commercials where the guy dreamed of driving the Zamboni and eventually makes it to the NHL. He gets to drive around the Zamboni
1: in in the NHL, right?
0: (laughs) Dorsch, there's been an injury. You're going to the NHL. Like it's just so relatable. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's oh so man, that just They're brought like, me back. Like, oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. All right. um Moving on. Biggest surprise in October is it Florida, uh Calgary, Buffalo, oh, maybe even Chicago this is easy. at the bottom. Like, it, is there this a is surprise? Easy. Okay, go ahead, Matt.
1: No, this is this is Buffalo. Like, it's. Are you kidding? I think most people, most pundits, most media people, fans, all had them at the bottom of the league, and and you look at them now. I mean. They're they're killing it. I, I I I I don't understand how they're doing this. And you look at the division. Like mm. I had them written down here. Like they're they're ahead of Tampa and Toronto. Uh, those were my top two teams going into the year. Now we know there's been some injuries in certain teams, and of course that plays a part and a big role in that. But I don't have any idea how they're doing this. Other than I'm really happy for Craig Anderson. He's running right now at a one nine eight goals against average for the Buffalo Sabers. That is insane. So I, the, to me, they're the biggest surprise. You know, they're, they're playing with no Eichel, no Reinhardt. They've got a couple other guys that are out as well, and they're managing to kind of rally together. And Kyle had a really good point earlier when he talked about Pittsburgh with that big win against Toronto with a depleted lineup. It's, it's kind of like this when you're playing at the NHL level or most pro most pro teams, where you miss a couple big lot big players in your lineup, or maybe you're not that deep. Everybody just seems to elevate their game. You're running on adrenaline um you know you're trying to prove a lot of people wrong and that is a powerful drug when you're an athlete when you have an opportunity to prove people wrong it's an incredibly motivating um strength to have in your arsenal and and, and that's what they're doing and i am happy for them and i think most importantly i'm happy for the fan base They're such a great such a great sports town in upstate new york it's blue collar and the fans have always supported that team. They've always been behind them, and we're seeing it now. And they're doing; they're getting a little success now. I don't know if that's going to continue on for the whole year, but if they even can stay with within contention, you know, like like right up in that range where they're vying for a playoff spot, come the end of the season, it's to me at least, it's considered a success.
0: All right, good. Uh, so I did not see <laughs> Buffalo coming. Uh, I'll give you there. I, I'll go with, with <laughs> Calgary just for now, just because, I mean, especially with their first couple of games afterwards, it seemed like, man, like this could go off the rails really early. And then for them to go out mm-hmm. East yep. and be perfect. And like Jacob Markstrom, two shutouts in, in three games and um, neither of them easy, like faced a lot of shots. Uh, I, yeah, this was a, a stunner for me. Like it just seemed like there was kind of a, a cloud hanging over them. Like what's the status of Johnny Gaudreau? Like Sean Monaghan moving down the lineup. Like it just seemed like it was, all had the makings of just being a mess out of the shoot. And so for them to be 6-1-1 and now, um, credit to them because I, I did not see that coming uh, at, at any point. So uh, that to me, early on here, we'll see if if things balance out over time. But but that was the, the, the shocker for me out of the gate.
3: Uh, Math, going back to your point, when you talk about no Jack Eichel, could this possibly be why they are where they're at is because there's no Jack Eichel. And I think he is perhaps from what we have seen in a very limited supply here, that uh, a polarizing figure in that locker
1: room. I can't, excuse me. I can't, I can't picture that player being a cancer in a room or any of those kind of things that you would kind of consider as a bad teammate or whatever. You know, I I just, I don't see it with him. I still believe that player is an elite player. I think he's when he's healthy you know, he's a potential, I mean, in today's landscape with a lot of the young players coming in, it's hard to really put a number on him. But I'd say he's still a top 20 player in the NHL when he's on. You could argue much higher than that. But, you know, it, it, it brings you into all kinds of fun little conversations that you can have with it, right? I mean, I know we've had some people in our market here in Ottawa play with the idea that maybe they could go after Eichel and bring him in. And I don't know where he would fit. I'm sure you could make room for a player of that caliber. But um, <laughs> my argument stays the same i i don't know how comfortable i am going after a player with that type of injury i mean i I hope nothing but the best for jack eichel because i know what it's like to get injured at the nhl level and have to play through it and get, you know get get it surgically repaired and we're talking about a player's neck and you know Mm. we're talking about a couple surgeries that are pretty invasive and the timeline like the one surgery that apparently eichel's electing to have that he wants has never really been done in a, in a current uh, participating athlete, I believe. I might be wrong with that. But if yeah, I remember correctly, hockey. no, yeah, exactly. In hockey. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I wouldn't, cause you got to think here to get a player like that, you'd have to, I mean, I'm not going to start throwing off names, but you're going to give off some, you're going to have to trade away some pretty big names oh, yeah. like ready now game players, right? Like at least one big player. Uh, a couple first rounders yada 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 like you're gonna have to throw the kitchen sink at buffalo to get a player like that even and that's that's even with the potential surgery here looming around the corner you guys can correct me is he not has he not had his surgery yet is that still on the table like Mm -hmm. how, how how idiotic is that right like this this could have been done in the summertime with the potential of being relatively healthy by training camp or at least by the regular season they've wasted all this time bickering back and forth over the surgery which is incredibly unfortunate and I feel like that just it just takes away all the leverage that Buffalo could potentially have right so at this point you've got this elite player with a with a looming neck surgery around the corner that he hasn't had yet it's like why would anybody touch that I'm sure there will be at some point here I know there's been some rumors that Dreger reported that it was heating up and the conversations are happening with other teams but if it's me and I'm the Ottawa Senators I wouldn't touch him
0: Hmm. Yeah, I just wonder just the fact that that whole situation is now, at least for the players in Buffalo, like it's, it's, not, their, it's not around them anymore, right? Like they know he's not here, he's not going to be here, like let's just go play. And I wonder, like I think back to a few years ago, the Matt Duchesne in Colorado, um, you know, when he eventually oh, yeah. got flipped here to Ottawa, like you know Colorado had come off like a historically bad season the year before, got off to a brutal start. Um, Made that trade, somebody that no, no doubt is a good player, but it was clear he didn't want to be there anymore. And then all of a sudden, the team takes off, made the playoffs that year, and have been in every year since. Like I just wonder, just about you know, regardless of you know, is he a good guy, a good teammate? Just the fact that this is somebody and a situation that has been very uncomfortable for a little while here now for the players there in the Sabres dressing room to have that put off to the side now and in the rearview mirror for them. Management's a different situation, but they can at least now and just go play and not worry about what's going on with our captain or now our ex captain. That's, that's, you know, in the past for them now. So I wonder if that's kind of helped fuel their, their freeing start out of the shoot.
1: Yeah, it for sure does. And I think the same thing. uh, Yeah. Like you can't argue with that, right? Wally. I mean, that's your classic distraction. You know, we always talk about this. Coaches always, GMs are always like, well, we don't want any distractions during the season when it comes to contracts and, and, and injuries and all that stuff with star players. There's no exception here. I mean, he might be a good guy, but that's still a major distraction in the locker room if he's there with the group right now. But I'm curious. I wonder, like, is he around the? Like, is he even around the room right now? Is he going in there with the group? When you're typically an injured player, they like you to come in earlier than the than the main group. You get your stuff and your treatment out of the way, and then you kind of you, you know you hit the road after, so you're not around the group. Because when you're a player, and I can speak on this because I know what it's like when you're a player and you're you're grinding and you're in it every day and you're, you know, you're practicing, you're playing, and you've got a couple injured guys, and they just look like they're on vacation, right? They look like they're hanging around the room, they're laughing, they're in a great mood, they're still getting paid, but they're not actually playing, they're not going to war with you every night. I can understand now why teams prefer to kind of keep it staggered a little. But, it, but at the same time, it's incredibly isolating for the injured guys, right? Like you, you're not around the group anymore. So I feel like that adds incentive to get healthy, do all your work, get back soon. So I'm wondering, I guess my question is, is Eichel being separated from the group right now so he's not a distraction or is he, you know, are they keeping him around the boys? Those are little things that make a big difference.
3: Yeah, I can't imagine he's around the room right now. I can't imagine he's actually even no. around the... I, I'd be shocked if he's around the organization,
0: wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah I guess. totally. I know. Kyle, do you know? Yeah. I, I don't know for sure,
0: but I, I would feel that would be the play. Like, again, not knowing yeah. uh, medically how you go about treating his neck in the meantime, but we know he needs surgery. So I don't know how much else you can do in the meantime, clearly he's not skating, not playing. Like, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, there doesn't seem to be any value with him being around boy, the organization. Yeah. He's no longer the captain. Uh, it's clear at some point what the resolution will be and that he'll move on from the organization. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be shocked if he was within three miles of that place.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, Kyle, uh, it's what's coming up next for you? I know you're always busy, you're always traveling. Uh, anything hmm. exciting uh, in the works?
0: No, I just continuing on uh, through this season. We've got uh, Boston, Toronto this Saturday and then um, onwards from there. i will be busier at the, the end of the month. Um, I'll see Ottawa again here at the beginning of December a Wednesday night uh, against Vancouver. So looking forward to that. But um, yeah, it kind of just changes week to week uh, depending on what we've got uh, on the weekends. And uh, in the meantime, I'll, I'll be in town here and, and at the rink when, when the sends are. So nothing standing out in terms of what's coming up, but uh, just the, the usual schedule. It's just nice to kind of have more of a, a routine and regular schedule yeah. from um, you know, what it was last season again, and being able to go into different yeah. buildings and be in the crowds again, it's just been, it's, it's been really cool.
3: Nice. Now, I know your girlfriend, uh, Dana, cooks a lot for you, but what's the one dish that
0: you can cook? Uh, I can do steaks. Yeah, I think Mark and I had this conversation last year. Um, So one of our pandemic purchases was a cast iron pan, uh, which I was against initially, but Dana insisted we get it. She's like, you can do steaks on it. I'm like, I'm not doing steaks on a pan. They belong on the grill. Um, but she convinced me to try it, and I found a couple different recipes. Took a little from this, little from that, and uh, now I, I can't do it any other way except for you know summer barbecue season. It is uh, exactly. Man, it's so good. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like yeah. How even the- and it's just like there's no question, right, Meth? Like you know when you do your yep. three minutes up top and five in the oven, it's the same every
1: time. Every and time. Nowhere near well run. done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's funny. <laughs> Another, it's another, so way I brought looks, this up. yeah. Well, the burgers like, if you cook burgers on the cast iron pan, you got to cover it obviously because you got to keep right. the heat on. You don't want to just sear both sides. But hamburgers on a cast iron pan are game changers and never go extra yeah. lean. You want a little bit of fat in there and you can maybe play with it, put in some peppers or some cheese or whatever you want. And uh, man, I swear by now, like red meat, especially once the fall rolls around, it gets too dark. Late fall to barbecue outside, right? And it gets a little cold. I go back inside for the cast iron all winter, and it's a game changer. Agreed. I know, so reliable.
0: yeah What do you Brent, think, Wally? Gosh, your mission out. Yeah.
3: Uh, I well, I I just I see you breaking off pieces of rosemary
1: and throwing it in the pan. No, 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 no. Well, you can. You. No, 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 no. I don't do that. I just me. No. It's just it's salt. It's pepper. I put a mm. shitload and I, I cook it on butter i, I ch- i've tried olive oil and stuff like right. that but the smoke points are hard to play with i just put a right. lot of butter on the pan and i let it ride
0: yeah so i do the canola oil i think it's got a bit of higher smoke point than olive it wheat. does
1: yes it so does. It, it uh it
0: hangs in for for a little bit longer yeah And i just do the montreal steak <laughs> spice and a little once i nice. flip a little bit of butter on top and then in the oven
1: oh very nice yeah, me too
3: okay me too <laughs> i barely let hey wally nobody nobody (laughs) asked you wally wally's not allowed to comment (laughs) on food right now yeah okay uh last question before i let you go best left out leftover candy rockets chocolate chips or candy corn uh
0: me i chocolate i'm a chocolate guy like kit Kat, Smarties, mars bring it on me too
3: Uh, Kyle, we thank you for stopping by. As always, we appreciate your time. Uh, Meth more so than me, I think. Um, But we hope to see you back for appearance number three, the hat trick in the not-too-distant future. Uh, We look forward to seeing you on the uh, big moving picture box soon, my friend.
0: Triple's is best. Thanks, boys. Good to see (laughs) you.
3: Thanks, Kyle. See you, Kyle. There goes Kyle Bukov from Sportsnet Hockey Night in Canada. As always, it's a good conversation. I don't always like just to chat hockey with him because he's got – a wide range of uh, things he likes to do. And I meant to get into some of his more away from the rink kind of topics, but uh, we talked a lot of hockey today. I meant to even, didn't even get to Cole Caulfield Uh, by the way. Are you surprised they sent Cole Caulfield down?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that. I, I I mean, I'm not surprised because the team is struggling so much Wally, right? I mean, with that record, you got to start shaking the tree a little bit and some of those pieces. And it's funny eh, because at the national hockey league level, sometimes when teams try to make shake, trying to shake up the group, It's oftentimes the vulnerable players, right? Like the players that don't necessarily have the same power as the vets on long-term deals. So they can afford, like a player like Caulfield, for example, they can afford to send them down and and get them down there. And and it might not necessarily be that right play, but that's what you got to do. And so um, am I surprised? Yes, Um, to a degree, I guess. But I had him winning the Calder this year. (laughs) So my predictions are starting to turn to shit, Wally. I'm more often wrong than I am right. Uh, So I'm, I'm really hoping Ottawa makes me look good tonight. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's when, when you have a struggling team, they're going to make moves like that. So I guess it's to be expected. It's uh
3: yeah, it's interesting. I, is he the, is that the right move? Is that the right move for his
1: development? Probably not like, like remember him in the playoffs. Like he yeah. did not look like an American League hockey player. That kid was like it took him a while. The team finally figured it out. Yeah. Okay, maybe we should maybe we should infuse the lineup with some speed and skill, right? Well, shocker, he yeah. goes out there and lights it up. Like he he looked terrific in the postseason last year. So, you know, we all know how the the NHL works, right? And and when you're a rookie and you come into the league, you're running on adrenaline right off the bat. So to the team's credit, they might be seeing stuff that we're not. And you can sometimes see that in players, particularly in their sophomore years, right? Where, you know, the energy levels look a little, maybe look a little low. He might not be looking super sharp in practice. You also got to read his body language and what he's looking like off the ice around the room when you're talking to him. Like, is he deflated? Does he need to be like, you know, does he need a little kickstart? And sometimes going down to the American League can help with that, even if it's just for a couple games. You know, it takes a lot of pressure off of him. Right, he's going to go down there, and even if he doesn't play lights out because it is a different game, you know, he gets away from that NHL level of media attention and the fan base and all that stuff, can kind of hide out for a little while, catch your breath, hopefully come back up reinvigorated. So it, we'll see. I, I'm not against the move by any means. I'm just surprised that it happened to Cole Caulfield and based off of the play that we saw from him last year. I'm not so sure he's going to get away from a lot of that attention
3: only because they're in Laval. RDS shows in all the games. Obviously, right? Montreal, is the Canadians, obviously, it's, the huge focus of RDS. They may it's a good may, point. It may not break <laughs> that much for him. He will be under scrutiny yeah. for every game, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. There's no question. But it is a different animal than the NHL. But I do agree with you. Like, yeah. They're still going to be all over him. The media is still going to be there watching him, ready to write that next yeah. article, shitting on him if he doesn't have a good outing or whatever. But, um, you know, ultimately what other choice does the team have? You know, the team's struggling big time and they they need him to produce points. And if he's not going to be producing a whole lot, they figure, well, here's the logic. You know, we're going to send him down, let him get some reps down there, some confidence back and bring him back up, I guess. But I, I just, the counter to that, and this applies to the Sens prospects too. You know, we were talking about Tim Stutzle at the start of the year and whether they should let him start a little bit in the, or sorry, with Shane Pinto, especially, yes. whether he should start in the American League. With the way the league is now, Wally, and I know you can kind of, see that as well it's it's so young and it's so fast yep. that it's catered and geared towards these young players now so i don't know how much they're going to gain from going down there i think you really need to be in a rut to go down to that level and that's kind of where i have an issue with sending some of these players like cole caulfield to the american league i don't know how advantageous it is for them but again i'm not watching them every day i'm not there watching them skate and yep. practice so this is just sort of from you know from a from an eye le- from a bird's eye kind of point of view
3: uh, last question before I let you go, and that is uh, we go from someone who's just starting his career to Chris Tierney who's going to play, and I don't want to jinx it, 500th game uh, in Minnesota <laughs> tomorrow night. I know, yeah. though, but I'm not asking you about Chris. I want to know about you getting to that 500-game marker because it is a, it's considered a huge milestone in the National Hockey League. So is 1,000. Yeah. But what was it like yeah. for you to hit 500 games?
1: I, to, I And I'm not trying to downplay anything. I just – I didn't care. Like, I, I to me – I should have played, like, the length of my career doesn't really match up with the amount of games I've played. Like, I should have been well over seven, almost 800 games, but I had a couple big injuries that really eliminated my opportunities. But, so that goes back to my point, 500 games is, you know, it's it's a cool milestone, but by that point, you're already a vet. You're already established. I think a 1,000 games, I would agree, is a really big deal, and it's something that you can genuinely be proud of. You can be proud of 500, but... I think it gets talked about too much you know 600 to me is just as cool as five uh, when we come i know as as people we like to dissect milestones and talk about them but yeah for my from my experiences when i reached five i didn't think much of it interesting i
3: okay so let me put it to you this way would you have rather had 100 goals or 600 hockey games and the reason i say that is and i think it's ray Ferraro who made the point uh when people make a big deal about point totals and that is. Well, it's the games that are the bigger deal because I have to uh, get to play those games in order to make that point total, in order to have an opportunity or a goal or get an assist. I have to be in those games. So uh, players who have played a lot make it seem like a game number is a bigger deal. Would you agree with that? Matt, do you not hear me? <laughs> All right. Craig, can I bring you in, my friend?
2: Yes, sir. The old the old meth internet strikes again. <laughs> hey. Good for him. Oh, is hey. he back there? He's moving around a little bit. No, he doesn't hear us. Uh this feels like one of those where he's just gonna shut his camera off. But that's good. It was a great hey, great show today. Uh, I'm good with Kyle. Kyle's great.
3: He's very good. He was, yeah. He was, was just in the good. chat actually. All right, Kyle
2: popped into the into the chat to say hey to everybody. Which was very nice. Oh nice. Well okay, we'll just mm-hmm.
3: like we'll just like uh, meth go yeah uh and then we'll uh we got a couple things one is uh i'm trying to find out where he isn't oh there he is um i want to show your picture if we can uh halloween we didn't get to you off the top but there is uh we don't want to feel you left out so we do have young craig uh trick-or-treating somewhere or not (laughs) oh there it is
1: oh yeah look at that handsome
3: boy
2: Just the whole, his whole life ahead of him. Matthew, back? Yeah, to you guys him. all just oh, cut out
1: there. Technical <laughs> difficulty. That
2: ah, it happens. We made it. Look how far into the show we made it, too. No. Yeah, it's impressive. Right.
1: I didn't think we'd go this far. It
2: was good stuff, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, look at the little star captain over there.
3: <laughs> yeah, we were just showing Craig's Halloween costume. Oh, is that Craig? I can't even yeah. recognize him.
2: Look how sweet he is. He's got no glasses, no beard. So are full, you captain? Hope. Is
1: that no, that wouldn't have been Captain Picard. That was that was the second in command with the beard, right? Or... If you're telling me that I'm Will Riker, I will take that all day. The, he I think was, that's who I'm referring <laughs> to.
2: Who slayed more than that guy? That guy was the best. I was, so, yeah. yeah. I,
1: I'm a little young. Think, I'm a little young for that, but yeah.
2: Yeah, it's okay. He was uh, his. He flew around space and he made it made out with sexy alien ladies and then he'd fight people and yeah, that guy's <laughs> pretty a, awesome. Not not pretty a bad awesome. one to be. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, that's who I am. I'm uh, Will Riker. I like it yeah good stuff hey boys son yeah great great show today that was a lot of fun with kyle there i brent were you getting a little annoyed with how well uh Meth and kyle were agreeing on pretty much everything today i could see a little frustrating burn up there it, the stakes didn't no
3: <laughs> it's i mean it's there's it's nothing nice that they're buddies and everything but i i need a little contentious issue so you know what just pick yeah. another side i fight with you all the time just to fight with you
1: I know, but yeah, that's fair. I just, I—it's hard to argue a point when, you know what I mean. There's nothing backing it. But in any case, yeah, yeah. it's so all good. Next time, I'm
3: going to come up with some. I'll, you know, I'll work a little harder next time. Anyway, uh, just a reminder on Thursday show. Pierre LeBrun um, from the Athletic will be joining us also from TSN. Uh, I Look forward to talking to Pierre, uh, who's got uh, all kinds of stories to talk about away from the rink. Hopefully, yeah,
2: that's going to be a good one too.
1: Wally, we never we never talked about um my saturday night leading into my sunday morning i um went to a wedding saturday night and it was an italian wedding we had a good time i'll cut to the chase here i was very responsible probably could have drove home but i didn't you know i i made sure i got a ride but my point being i wasn't like i wasn't drunk or anything like that so i thought i was smart right i get down around midnight probably maybe 12 30 i get to bed and i wake up 5 a.m bam wicked headache like I'm talking serious headache to the point where I'm nauseous and borderline sick so I had to go to Old Faithful and pull a bower again I did two of them two sessions where I'm basically in a fetal position on the shower floor with the hot water running for about 20 minutes then I go and sit outside in the cold air in my flip-flops and my underwear out front sitting there like with my hand covering my forehead trying to get cold air that didn't work. I'm getting nauseous again. So I go back into the shower for 20 minutes. Still, meanwhile, the whole time, like it's so embarrassing because my wife is like, what is wrong with you? And she's looking after my two kids and all they want to do is play with dad and I'm borderline going to puke all over them. I think I might have some sort of allergy to to the alcohol. And I don't know if you guys can help me here because I don't know what to do anymore. My brother and I are both the same. We're no- we have notoriously epic hangovers. And i barely drank like i cut myself off at like 8 p.m i think it was wow i don't know what to do anymore okay so what did you drink
2: yeah it's well
1: we went around the horn you know so okay. shot here shot there <laughs> beer here uh martini okay. here white wine red wine so it was like a swamp water you know I used to go to like those slushy machines as oh. a kid and you'd ask for the swamp water and you'd get like every flavor yeah that's kind of what it felt like but I was fine, right? Like I didn't feel bad. I ate lots of food. But um yeah, man. Wicked hangover. And at the end of the night, I think I had like two full pitchers of water before I left. Like I just kept pounding them. So I don't know. Huh. It sounds this like this happened it, right?
3: before. Like, like I know you've had uh, yeah, I can't. before, but is this is this? New? I'm the guy
1: I no, I'm I'm the guy people make fun of because I'm all like when I played, I was the same way. People are like, because I would always leave early. I'm the guy that I don't like to drink that much. You know what I mean? Like I could have a couple casuals at dinner. You feel a little loose. The shoulders start rolling a little bit and then you go home. (laughs) The shoulders don't continue to roll at a club. I just go home. And and so that's why, because I just get epic hangovers and I don't know how to avoid them. Uh It's a problem. I mean,
2: the only thing I would add to your regimen there is like pop a few uh, Advils or something the night before. Oh, and get it out. Get it out when you get home. Don't wait till the see
1: next I can't do that, Craig. I can't like yeah. I'm good at throwing the I throw the digits in there in the morning and I let it go. But yeah. I can't I I never do it after the bar because I feel okay when I get home. Like I'm not sick. Yeah. There's nothing sort of signaling to me that I gotta I'm gonna be in one the following morning. Like do you guys ever have these like bad hangovers where you have to go into the shower and just sit there and think about your life? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I I've
3: had them, want. but I'm not, not recently. No, yeah, no, I, that, and I've never been a big be. shower, like hungover in the shower kind of guy. I've just, like, somebody, well, I somebody on Twitter
1: bed. called them, a, they called them Bowers, like b o w e r s. And so yeah, since, and since the guy, yeah, and, and I never, I'd never heard of that term before. So now I'm using them, obviously. So <laughs> people are wondering what the hell a bower is.
0: That's yeah. what it is.
1: Where you like close yeah. the drain Maybe and you you let roofied. it fill up. and oh. I didn't get roofied. I didn't get roofied. <laughs> I was responsible the whole night. I was lucid for the most part. And yeah, man, I just, I get up. It's like 5 a.m. And I'm like, like I'm in bed and I'm like, oh no, like I'm in one here. So I go into the back, <laughs> I, sort of like, like to the point where you just can't get comfortable, like you're, it's like bordering on a migraine. So I run into the kitchen. I pop a couple of Tylenol and I maybe fell back asleep for like 30 minutes. And then I'm like, I woke up and I'm like, this is it. I can't do this. But thankfully my mother-in-law had slept over that night as well. So we got through it together as a unit. I, I'm not a big,
3: big, big drinker, but I did. Uh, I had six tall boys of uh, Whitewater's farmer's daughter actually the other night, Friday night, <laughs> <laughs> just playing playing video games with my kid. I was fine the next day. I was actually pleasantly surprised that wasn't okay. a hangover.
1: Uh, I can't wait for yeah. that. I can't wait. T- oh, there's a Whitewater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm NCAA. itching for that. I'm itching for that because, you know, I can't play video games all the time, right? It's just the wife. Most people don't like that, right? Like you want to be. Yeah. But when my kid, my son, I should say, gets old enough, I feel like that's the perfect alibi where I can just play video games with them all the time. So <laughs> my question for both of you, because you both have mm-hmm. boys as well as girls, but mostly you yeah. have boys. What age can you start introducing them to video games? And I'm talking like any any kind of console. I understand it's going to be a very simpleton kind of yeah. like kid game. Here's the but age. what age? The age is when your wife tells you. That's nonsense. Come on. No, I, I don't. Okay. You guys can tell me though. Like when did your kids start playing
2: video games? it depends like my like the early video i, I like when my kids that play man. minecraft if we're, getting, if we're getting if we're getting kind of off topic yeah i like when my kids play minecraft because it's essentially just like video game lego i got no problem with that so yeah, they, yeah. they started that yeah, pretty yeah. early to be honest with maybe five ish okay five but, that sounds but now i'm actually trying to push my son's 12 i'm trying to get him to play more stuff because he likes to play fortnite and stuff i'm trying to get him to start playing call of duty so we can play or even the new like nhl like get him into some it's more like gr- grown-upper games because he's just playing with well, a kid once.
1: And you can play, you can actually play with and against him. Like yeah, that to man, me I is like, that is like the pinnacle. Like that's what I'm trying to mm-hmm. get to, you know? Yes.
3: So my kid and I, he's 14 now, but we race against each other in F1 or whatever, or you can play. Okay. A, he beats me in hockey too bad, so I don't play. But yeah, I probably, <laughs> you know what? 10, probably, he probably beat me. At, yeah. So somewhere around 10 is my guess, is a good Fair. video
2: game guy. Yeah. My little guy's seven and he's pretty pretty good at Fortnite. Yeah. Well, I feel like if you
1: start them young, like that's not a surprise to me, Craig. Like (laughs) if you start young enough and you're like some techie guy, so your kids are probably more technologically inclined than (laughs) most, you know?
2: I had a a funny moment with that the other day. They were talking about video games and stuff like that. And and we asked them what they wanted to be. And they're like, "Uh, my little guy said he wanted to be a YouTuber. I was like, get that out of your head. I was like, like, wait a minute. Like shit, that's what we do. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah no
2: no no. it's yeah okay yeah okay i'm on board now well
1: so, you know it's funny though like there, there's money in that now right so yeah that's why we're here it's, it's not a terrible thing to, to aspire towards but it doesn't sound really nice on paper right when you're reading yeah. that it doesn't look good yeah
2: no it was funny though but yeah it's good stuff
1: oh <laughs> uh, right you want to uh, interview okay. well, all right we'll I,
2: feel, I feel like we're yeah near the end of
1: yep, let's you yep that, that was
2: from the uh that was from the ray ferraro episode which was another excellent episode that i enjoyed uh just kind of sitting back and watching. Um, but we asked, uh, which goalie did Ray Ferraro score his last regular season goal on? The answer, the Dominator, Dominic Ashik, formerly gave a stick to Brent Wallace one time in front of the media and embarrassed him, which is one of my favorite little stories. Mm. Uh, shout out to Kyle Peterson, at Kyle Petey on Twitter. Uh, you scored yourself a gong show hoodie, so keep an eye on those DMs. Uh, we're going to slide in there, find out a size, and find out a way to get it to you. If you want to have more Wally, and my, stuff, uh, Wally and my Thought stuff, uh, get to you. Uh, head on over to their website uh, at gongshow.com. Check out the Wally and Mathot collection. T-shirts, hats, the hoodies like we just gave away. Uh, There's some new stuff coming soon, I think. So uh, head on out, grab something, support the show, wear it out, take a picture, tag us in it, and uh, that'd be great because it's pretty cool seeing this stuff in and around.
3: Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So uh, we got to let Math go and get his bower on, and uh, we will see (laughs) you on Thursday.
1: (laughs) No? You're good? I'm not bad. Thanks to all our sponsors. I'm I'm, 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 good. All right, I'll stop there. See you guys. You look great.